Hi there, this is Michael Westra with Breaking the Systems of Control podcast. Come hang out with me as we explore and pursue true freedom, liberty, and the art of minding your own business. Welcome back, my community of free thinkers and freedom lovers. So I've been wanting to get back on the podcast for a while, and I really want to make this a very consistent weekly thing where I do it on a specific day of every week and build it to two days. But as of lately, it's been pretty difficult. I I work about 50 hours a week, plus I have some side gigs that I do, along with my son's been in the hospital for about a month now, and it looks like he's going to be there for possibly another few months. And there's been a lot of stress revolving around that and constantly being at the hospital. I just haven't had time for myself, along with uh, my wife being pregnant and stuff. So it's it's been a little difficult, but I'm getting at it whenever I can. And I hope you all stick with me. I still do post on social media because I'm able to do that throughout the day. So just bear with me here. We're, we're going to get over this hump together, and we are going to start climbing the wall of freedom. So let's get started with the social media cringe of the week. All right. Um, so this is more like a cringe of the last few years. <laughs> it, it's like one of those uh, posts that are like, my biggest flaw is I try too hard. Or, or my my biggest flaw is I care too much. And it's just it's just one of those posts that it's like, my biggest flaw is I don't have a flaw and I have the biggest heart. Everybody should love me. It's like telling someone that you have no flaws and that there's nothing wrong with you at all. And it's like this positive way of thinking, but also a negative way where you're just looking for sympathy from others. It's just really cringy. It's like patting yourself on the back. I have no flaws. That's what people, those kind of things are what people post after a breakup or uh, if something's going on with their family or friends. Like, my biggest flaw is I care too much. It's like, or you're just a crazy stalker. (laughs) I don't know. It's just cringy to me. What I read? It said something Like, my biggest flaw is I try too hard at building friendships with people who don't want to do the same for me. There was one that was actually pretty funny, and it said, it says, I'll admit, my biggest flaw is that I think I'm sober until I'm blacked out. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's hilarious. All right, well, let's get into today's episode. I actually had full pages of notes that I was going to do on the debates, and I just decided I don't want to do it. I made a post hinting that future episodes, I might be doing some about the debates. After the presidential debate, I was going to make a podcast, and I was just really dreading it. I I don't know why, I just was dreading it, and I just felt like I had to for some reason because other libertarian podcasts were covering that kind of stuff. And so I I was putting it off. I was procrastinating. And then I procrastinated to the point where the vice president debates came on. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to take some more notes on the uh, vice presidential debate. And I'm just going to combine the two and make one episode or 
couple episodes, depending on how long it took, part one and part two. But then the other day, I was listening to this podcast, the Survival Podcast. I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but the host, Jack Spirico, was, oddly enough, talking about the systems that control us. He talked about how most people focus on external forces when the largest system that controls us is ourself. He then went on to talk about essentially changing the way we think so that we don't get so upset with things that don't matter because these are the things that are holding us back and controlling our lives. Whether or not there's other things like government controlling our lives, the biggest thing holding us back from doing what we want to do is ourselves. So this kind of struck me. This is because this is the very thing this podcast is supposed to be about. Taking solution the solutions approach instead of just complaining. Finding ways to better ourselves. So I was just thinking about this. For him to talk about not letting things bother us to con- that controls our lives. Because our emotion and anger and our hatred and sadness... These are kind of things that actually wire your brain to think a certain way. And, and they actually directly affect the outcomes in your life and what you choose to do with your life. So I just want to be true to myself. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I don't really care. I, I honestly don't. I don't care about the debates. I'm not going to pretend I'm someone I'm not. I had pages and upon pages of in-depth talking points. And I just threw them away. And be honest, do the debates really matter to you? And when I say do they matter to you, not do you care about them. Obviously, if you're stressing out over them, they're making you angry. Yeah, they matter to you in the sense of you caring about them. But be honest, do they affect the way you live your life at all? Besides from the obvious perspective that they're making you angry and that that anger and hatred directly affects how you live out the life you want to live. So if you say yes, that they do affect your life, I think you're just fooling yourself. These politicians may be coming at these uh, debates from different angles, but they're playing the same game. Whoever wins the outcome is just moving more towards their idea of manipulation and control over the masses. They design the system this way. They know by creating a system of control that only gives you two options, they are able to maintain control over us, and we are tricked into believing we are free and can even make a difference in the outcome by giving us that illusion of choice that directly results in the way we exercise our voluntary interaction. It's a false dichotomy. There's a difference between staying informed and allowing us to be trained or programmed. The reasons why we hear the same things over and over again in the news and over your TV, uh, watching your favorite TV shows, psychology tells us that repetitive behaviors actually change the way we think. They train your mind or program your mind. It changes your mind to react in a certain way when you hear certain words or phrases or if you see something in particular you will naturally react in a specific way without even thinking. When I was trained to use a firearm, I was not just taught, I was trained. There's a difference between being taught and being trained. Being taught is just having the knowledge and education about something. Being trained is knowing what to do with that knowledge. 
instinctively without thinking. So when I was trained to use firearms, I was trained to always keep my finger off the trigger, to always make sure that the firearm is cleared before handling it. I mean, obviously, if um, I'm going out and I need it loaded, that's different. But if I'm handling my firearm, cleaning it, whatever, if I'm looking at a firearm, always I always make sure that the firearm is cleared and unloaded. Even if I watch another person unload it and then hand it to me, I still double check. To always treat a firearm as if it was loaded and to never point a gun at anything you're not willing to destroy or kill. These are very basic firearm safety protocols. This has been drilled into me by my father training me with an unloaded firearm at a very young age, treating the situation as if I was handling a loaded firearm, which means giving me verbal freakouts when a mistake was made. This kind of made me naturally associate doing those things as bad things, eventually turning into muscle memory, where now I don't even think when I'm handling a firearm. I just instinctly do these things. I Like, seriously, I, I'll hold a cordless drill with my finger off the trigger off to the side of the drill. It's just instinct. I don't even notice I'm doing it. It's because I was trained. This type of training doesn't just come in the form of action, but also your thoughts in general. This is how the government and media controls you. They talk about something over and over until you reach a point that when you hear a certain word, phrase, or idea, you associate that with something good or bad. It's a way to get everyone to think the same, or at least in a predictable pattern. Now just think about how bad this could be with Facebook and Google tracking all of your data. But that's uh, for another discussion. I'm still on Facebook for advertisement purposes. I do want to reach my friends and family. So I am on Facebook. But if you don't need to be, I strongly recommend you get off and go over to another platform like Parler or MeWe. But anyway, so for these debates, I listened to them and and literally it was nothing that I haven't heard already. They just repeated the same main talking points that you've been hearing throughout Donald Trump's presidency, and I didn't get anything from it. There was no new information presented. So what's the point? Why why watch something and get all worked up over it? I was I was getting angry, man. (laughs) I was seriously like fuming just watching it. They they were honestly just a disaster. First of all, second, they're politicians anyway, so they're always lying bastards who just want to say the things you want to hear or repeat the talking points that the news has been saying just to manipulate the way you think. But am I wrong about this? If you watch the debates, can you think of a single thing that you haven't already heard over and over? I sure can't. But all this talk about externalities training our mind, I think it's about time to say no more or at least reduce it as much as possible. Why wouldn't we want to do that? I don't know about you, but I want to control my own life to make decisions that are my own free decisions resulting from my own natural human state and not the manipulative agenda based on control and coercion. Even if you disagree with the news and media, I can almost guarantee if you're anything like me, you get angry whenever it's on. Maybe you get sad. I don't know. I don't get sad. I just get angry. Most of these things don't actually affect your life. And if they do, there's nothing you can do about them. But you can make it so they don't affect you as much. You can control the way you react to these things. 
You don't have to let something you have no control over cause you to waste time and energy from your life being angry or sad. That's just miserable. I mean, we we have enough stress to worry about in our own lives in the way we are living out our lives already. Stress can be a good thing. Stress tells us when something needs to be changed. That's why we get the feeling of stress. But this stress can also be manipulated into a form of control. You've heard the phrase, you are who your friends are. This is because you repetitively surround yourself with something, or in this case, someone, that creates a pattern in your brain, resulting in training your brain to this repetitive pattern. It's, it's causing you to associate certain things in a certain way. It's literally changing the way you think. So you are who your friends are. It's true. For a lot of people, at least, they start picking up on their habits and picking up on their, uh, the way they think, the way they talk. If you wouldn't want to surround yourself with an unmotivated druggie who shoplifts on the regular and complains about everything all the time, why would you want to surround yourself with news outlets that make you upset all the time? I'm actually trying to cut down myself. Why would I add stress to my already stressful life? Like I said before, I already don't watch the news or even cable. I mean, maybe once in a while I'll watch a movie, but rarely, honestly. I mean, partially due to, I just don't have time. And sometimes I'll watch maybe a news broadcast if it relates to something specific I needed to know about or wanted to know I'll google it with that said it is still good to stay informed I think it's best to get your info from a few different independent sources just to stay informed but other than that just cut down on the news cut down on these things that just stress you out that don't actually affect the way you live your life Focus on yourself. Don't focus on something that you can't control at all. For every moment wasted worrying about something that isn't very relevant to you is a moment missed that you could be doing something positive or having positive thoughts and working towards your goal of what you want in life. It's time to deprogram ourselves for the better by surrounding ourselves with people and things that will help us fulfill our dreams. One uh, big issue I have, and my wife noticed sometimes is I find myself glued to my phone too much. And I'm now making the decision that I'm going to significantly cut down. One thing I love to do that really clears my head and results in reduced stress and creating positive thoughts is being out in nature. I know that sounds really hippie-like, but it's true. This is a proven science that being out in nature greatly benefits our mental and physical health. I will also link to a couple articles that gives evidence that supports this in the show notes. My new plan is to now start coming home from work after, I, I, I'm actually on midnights now, so I work uh, 10 p.m. to 6.30 in the morning. So my new plan is I'm going to come straight home from work and immediately take my dog for a walk through maybe the trails in the woods or do something that. I'm just out in nature, maybe go for a hike, maybe maybe cast a few lines in a creek or a, a fishing hole somewhere. But I think this is really important. I think if you aren't someone who's ever gotten out in nature, 
and just experienced it, like walk through the woods, no headphones on, no music, just listening to the things around you. It's very relaxing. It, it's very stress relieving. Just makes you feel great and have just this very positive outlook on things. And if you are someone who has experienced this, maybe it's time to add more of it into your life. So I'm here's some ideas of some things you could do to get out in nature. Um, you could try hiking. <laughs> That's a given. Um, kayaking. If you've never gone kayaking, I'm, I personally don't like kayaking, but I know many people do, especially during this COVID crisis or crisis quotations. Uh, bike riding. You could go biking through the trails of uh, your local parks. The These other ones are great because they involve a skill, possibly a new skill you can learn, which I'm always advocating for, as you know, but try fishing. I love fishing. Fishing is one of the most relaxing things that I could do. Just listening to the sounds of the water and the birds around you. Even if I'm not catching anything, it's just so enjoyable. Uh, hunting. Hunting's not for everyone, but if that's something you've wanted to try, go out. Start trying to hunt. Make sure it's legal in your area. No poaching. Make sure you get your license, your tag. Um, gardening. Gardening is awesome. This is a skill I think everyone should know. And if you have a place where you can garden, even if you have an apartment, there's places, there, there's ways that you can grow produce right in your apartment. But this is another one of those things that even if you're not like in the woods, you're still like in the soil, picking your own food grown by you outside. It's just good for you. Obviously not if you're in an apartment if you're in an apartment, I think you should garden anyways, but go out in nature too, or find somewhere where it's closely resembles nature if you live in the city, I guess. Uh, another thing that you could try is photography. Go out in the woods, in the trails, and start maybe taking photos of nature and birds or wildlife, whatever. It's just one of the, those things that is pretty calming, and you're learning a new art, a new skill. And it kind of de-stresses you and clears your mind. Another one is foraging. Uh, this one is going to take a little bit of research before you try it because foraging, you, you don't want to partake in something you are unsure about. So maybe it's best to tag along with someone else who's very good at it, but there are people who are self-taught, so it's not impossible. But some other things that you could do, maybe... If you like reading a book, go out in nature and read read the book. It's that environment that's just cleansing. Do you like painting or drawing? Are you into art? Maybe go out go outside and paint or draw, as long as it's not too windy, of course. And you can even paint or draw nature sceneries. Whatever you choose, just choose something. Try it out. You won't regret it. I mean, maybe you might if you're someone who's terrified of it, but I think this is something you need to get over your fears of if you are terrified of nature. It benefits us as humans so much because we are putting ourselves into our into an environment that is natural for us, natural for human existence and behavior. Part of the reason why we are all so angry, sad, depressed, and anxious is we have removed ourselves from our natural environment and then are surrounding ourselves in an environment that completely contradicts what is best for human behavior. We put ourselves in 
a very congested area surrounded by things that didn't occur naturally on its own. They were artificially made. This is unnatural and damaging to the human psyche. Yes, we are social creatures, which is why people were building cities in history to begin with, is to centralize people so we can buy, sell, and trade easier, so we can communicate with each other better. It, it was natural for small cities, and not even cities, small towns, I should say, like where people live on the outskirts and come into town to gather from the people in the community and to socialize and have fun and maybe run a little business. But what we created for ourselves is an area so congested that nobody looks at each other as an individual, but just as another bystander passing by. Although there are people to react with, we don't do it because we removed ourselves from a more intimate way of life, where we are familiar with most people living around us, our natural human state. Honestly, I don't believe anyone should live in the city. And I personally don't even want to live in the suburbs anymore, but I'm kind of forced to stay here for a little bit until I build some equity. I should have thought about things a little more, but I want to live in a happy environment, living how a natural human being was meant to live. Now, if you're someone who truly, truly loves the city and you want to stay there, I mean, you're your own person. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you how I think about these things. I, I mean, many uh, scientists and researchers agree with this, that cities in congested areas where you don't know the people around you and there are no forms of nature around you besides these little small sections that your city plant, trees and bushes, just to make it look a little better. This is just very damaging. Anyways, I'm kind of trailing off. I just think... For all the times that we're wasting, paying attention to the news, paying attention to politics, the presidential debates are just wasted time that you could be using to better your life, like, I, like I'm always talking about. But in this instance, I'm talking about replacing it with good things that make you feel good. This is kind of deprogramming you. It's making it so they're not controlling the way you think, whether that outcome is being angry at something that everybody else or half of the population is happy with or being happy with something that the majority of the population is angry with. They're still controlling the way you think. And to them, it's still a predictable outcome. So it's kind of cleansing your mind. Again, that sounds very hippie-like, but we, we need to deprogram ourselves. We need to start thinking of things in a positive manner. I mean, instead of just immediately getting angry at a thought, just brush it off and say, you know, it doesn't affect me. I need to focus on what I want in life. And of course, these are situations wasted where we could be actively doing something to better ourselves, like learning a new skill, growing a business, starting a side hustle. These are the important things that will cause you to form a resilience to all this madness. I'm going to wrap it up here in a moment. Many of you may think this talk was pointless. But I think, I think turning off the news, turning off your phone, and just getting into a natural human environment is one of the most important things that people just don't seem to care about anymore. I think it's one of the most important things you, you could be doing to better your life. Go hiking in the woods. Go fishing in the creek. Hit that hard reset in your 
storage of negative thoughts. Let it all go and just enjoy the moment. With that all said, make sure you sign up for my newsletter to stay up to date. You can find the sign-up link on breakingthesystems.com. That's breakingthesystems, with an S, dot com. At the bottom of the page, there is a sign-up form where you just fill out your email. If you'd like to contact me for an interview request, a question for me, or even just to chat, send me those emails to contact at btsoc.me. BTSOC stands for Breaking the Systems of Control. So contact at btsoc.me. You can find me on majority of social media platforms, including Parlor and MeWe. So thanks for listening in. Hope you tune in next time. Continue living free. You are the one that controls your life. <laughs>